0: Well, you may or may not know this, but back in January, I had surgery on my shoulder. My left shoulder, some of you may be familiar with that, and some of you may be your first time, you had no idea, and, and whatever, but I, I literally had surgery on my left shoulder and have been in this process of rehabilitation for the last, like, three months. It's crazy how long it takes to rehabilitate a shoulder. I mean, it just, it really is. It's pretty, pretty amazing, and, and so I prepared this video for you so that you could see some of my progress, all right, and so here's, here's my homemade video I got for you, <laughs> how about them red pants, huh, that swing, that's not too bad, <laughs> I'll give Tiger a run for his money, maybe, no, I won't. Actually, he's out of anyway. So, um, so, so you know, this process that I've been in over the last few months has been hard and difficult and painful and all those kinds of things. And you know, but the cool thing is, is, you get to these points where you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm making it, right? Like, I'm I'm breaking through. I, I'm starting to feel better, you know, and, and, and you're getting a little wind in your sail, you know what I mean? Some fresh air and, and all of that is happening. And, and, and then sometimes what happens is in the middle of all that joy and that expectation, something happens that seems to disappoint us. You know what I mean? You ever had that happen? It's like you're moving in the right direction. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, a setback shows up. And so uh, about a week and a half after this, I was helping uh my wife and kids as we cleaned the garage and I was doing some things in the garage and I was thinking, you know, hey, I'm good. I'm getting stronger, getting better, right? And all the whole fun and 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 uh and so so one of the things that happened was that my arm, my other arm, get this, started to hurt. And then it kind of seized up like my other arm did. And I was like, oh, no, right? Because I had just been swinging the golf club. I'm getting better, right? And, and, and so the following morning or something, I get out of the shower, and I can't, I can't move my arm. And it's, it's seized up on me again. And so I'm literally like this, and I can't bring it down. And I tell my wife, I'm like, honey, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I can't get the thing down, and, and it, you know it was one of these crazy. So we call the doctor, and I go to the doctor, and, and they're like, "Yeah, you got problems." I'm like, "Thanks, I appreciate that. You know, appreciate you helping me there." And so they schedule an MRI, of course, right? And so you get the MRI, and then the MRI tells you that you got a tear in your labrum, which is the same thing I had in my other arm. So I have two tears. I said, "So they fixed one, and now I have another one. Isn't that crazy?" Isn't it crazy how life can sometimes throw curveballs at you, setbacks that you don't expect? It's like you're moving in the right direction. You're almost there. You're swinging the club. It's almost here. And then, bam, setback, disappointment. Because, see, we experience disappointment when the reality doesn't live up to our experience. When we have these expectations, and these experiences that we want in life, it just doesn't doesn't line up. And then when that happens, is we get disappointed, don't we? We we feel the setback, and and we, and we start. And I'll tell you, man, when I got out of that doctor, when I and they told me I had another tear, I was like, Ugh. "Know what I'm saying? You ever been there? You just, it's like really, come on, really? I mean, we we're almost there, and then all of a sudden you get that setback, or that." thing that just makes you struggle and we and we we deal with these setbacks and these disappointments in life and we sometimes wonder where in the world is god where's he at in this what's he doing in all this you know and sometimes we have these little setbacks and sometimes we have the big setbacks and you know what i figured out about little and big setbacks a lot of times it's really relative it's relative to you because what's important to you isn't always important to me and so, like, for example, I mean, you could consider a little setback like, you know, you burned your cake that you were making. So, that's, I mean, that's a little setback, you know, or, or maybe a little setback is you go on vacation and, and you're sick the whole time. And so you're disappointed. I mean, you paid good money you ever had that happen you're like man this stinks and so you have these little setbacks but sometimes you have the big setbacks you know maybe it's a surgery you know maybe it's a physical illness maybe it's some kind of thing that is on you all the time and you can't seem to get off of it or it can't seem to get off of you and 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 you've got this health issue that just keeps coming back or you've got a marriage problem that's a huge disappointment and you're thinking you, you said you would always be there you said you would love me you said and and you you start to feel these big disappointments in life and, 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 and then maybe there's like that friend that, that has betrayed you that they say they would always be true. You would never have it. You get my point. We have big ones and little ones and, and, and the thing is is that we experience these disappointments when the reality, right, doesn't line up with the expectations. And see, the Bible talks a lot about this. And uh, I don't know, I'm on pseudo pseudo-fedrine right now. And uh, so I've got to drink some things as I talk because my mouth is getting really dry. Amen. Amen. Anybody dealing with these allergies? Holy God, help us. I've never seen so much tree pollen in my life. I came out with a dump truck just to get it out of my yard. It was insane. (sighs) That was an aside, people. But see, you know, the Bible talks about disappointments. Because matter of fact, the Bible goes on to say that that disappointments are going to happen, setbacks are going to happen in life. And this is the one thing I know that the Bible does say is that you will have setbacks. You will. You're going to have them. And I know that sometimes I want to tell you that everything's going to be up and to the right. You know, I I do. I I want everything in your life to be up and to the right and everything to go good for you. But sometimes what happens is that's just not true. Sometimes you, you're swinging the club and you're getting better and then all of a sudden you find out you got another tear that has to have surgery and you're frustrated and, and you're disappointed and you feel that setback come on and, and I'll tell you, if I'm really honest, there were a few days that I was just, man, you know? You have that moment where you're just kind of, you feel defeated. Right? You know what I'm talking about. You feel defeated. You feel that, the, 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 why is this happening? And and, and and how am I going to get out of this hole? And I don't want to go through this again. And how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we? And so so the Bible just is very clear that we have setbacks. Listen to this. This is this is in John chapter 16, verse 33. And now, now this is important. You see the context. But This is actually, Jesus is speaking to his disciples right before he's going to be crucified. And he's telling them that he's going to be crucified and that he's going to leave. If you're his disciple... That's some difficult news to receive, right? And so 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 this is what Jesus says, I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Get that. He doesn't say you can have peace in just just anything. He says, you can have peace in me. This bad stuff's going to happen. The disappointments are going to come. The setback is going to be right before you. And God says that you can have peace in me. Because watch this. He says, here on earth, you will have many trials, amen, and sorrows. But take heart because I've overcome the world, is what he says. That's a a promise for the people of God. Now, he doesn't say, I'm going to take away all your setbacks. That I'm going to take away all your trials and all your problems and all of that. And, And so you wonder, he's a loving God, so why in the world is he not going to do that? You ever wondered that? Because see, there's something in the trial, the suffering, the disappointments, that draw us to a deeper something, if we allow it. That's the, that's, the, that's the rub here. That's the hardest part of it because what we want to do is say, I don't want any of these things, but here's the problem. When I talk to people and I say, do you want to be more like Jesus? And people are like, yeah, I yes. If I told you, you would have to suffer. Do you still want it? If I told you, you would have to go through difficulties, challenges, disappointments, setbacks, would you still want it? because i don't know about you i mean i'm i'm the if i just sit in the lazy boy all day long right am i going to grow no it's it's when i'm challenged it's when i'm stretched it's when it's when those difficulties sometimes show up it shows me what my metal is right it shows me what's really there it it teaches me to do something it teaches me to press in. It teaches me to trust. It teaches me to, to move towards God and not away from him. Because when I got the news on the MRI, there was a part of me that wanted to move away. There's this flesh in me that sometimes wants to run away. And yet the very thing you're supposed to do is move towards him. And say, God, I, I don't know why this is happening, but I trust you. I trust you. Because you're trustworthy. You've always been trustworthy. Jesus very clearly says, I have overcome the world. I am with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm with you. And see, Paul goes on to say something similar. I don't know if you know the Apostle Paul, but the Apostle Paul led a very challenging, disappointing sometimes, setback-oriented life. Okay, And so he's writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 and he's talking about these troubles and these difficulties and he's trying to give us some perspective people because when I have this thing in front of me that's so big I can't see anything else I need some perspective and so Paul's going to give me some perspective he's going to give you some perspective today listen to what he says in verse 16 that is why we never give up why Why don't we ever give up? Well, because he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. Watch this. He says, though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. In other words, your body will break down. You will eventually die. I can tell you that. And as you get older, things are going to break down. Difficulties are going to come. Challenges you will be faced. Even if you pray for healing, you will eventually die. Here's the thing, though is that in the midst of that process of living, and I say living, not dying. When you're in the process of living, the Bible says that your spirit can be renewed even though your physical body is struggling. Now, how in the world is that possible? Listen to this. In verse 17, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. But look at this, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. In other words, in the process, in the suffering, in the difficulties, in the troubles, it says that, that, that the Bible says that we are, there is this glory, this weightiness, because see in the Bible, glory is translated as weighty. If it's, if it's, if it's God's glory, it's weighty. It's not light. You know, it's not, it, it, the scales aren't, 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 aren't really small. They're, they're full. And so he's saying there's this weighty glory that outweighs everything. And, and so he's given us this perspective is you have to understand that this thing that you see in front of you is not the end. This thing that's right in front of you that sometimes is so difficult and so challenging and it doesn't seem to go away, it's not the end. It's not the end because he's the end. It's it's there that we find everything that we need, and I want I want to read something. I don't know if you've seen this new translation of the Bible. It's called a, the Passion Translation, and guys, I've, I've been reading this and it's it's powerful. So they only have the New Testament, and I think the Psalms out at this point. But I wanted to read a few things from you. Listen, listen to this. I'm going to read it from this translation. Okay, you guys with me? All right, all right. Just want to make sure. Verse 11, I'm just going to read it, okay. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that life, the life of Jesus may be revealed through our humanity. And so in other words, as I suffer in my humanity, as I, as I go through challenges as a human being, he's saying that something can be revealed through me. Something can be revealed through me. And he goes on to say, watch this. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. That death can be working on you, but it can actually release life for God's glory in the world. Then he says in verse, watch this in verse 13, we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, this is really good. First I believed, then I spoke in faith. See the order? It says, first I believed. I believed that God was trustworthy. And then when the stuff hit the fan, I spoke in faith. Get that? Because see, you can believe about something. You can have an objective belief and say, I believe that God is trustworthy, but not live it out. You may not operate in it. And so what the scripture is telling us is that you have to believe, but then it says you spoke in faith. It says, I believe, but I'm going to speak in faith. I'm going to trust God. Even when I don't see it, I'm going to speak in faith. God, you're trustworthy. I know you're for me. I know you're not against me. I speak in faith. See, 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 you see what's happening here. You're taking hold of it and you're saying, I know what's real. I'm giving the perspective right and I'm going to believe and then I'm going to speak in faith. And then he goes on. He says, So we also believe, uh, I'm sorry, we, we do this because we are convinced that, that he who raised Jesus will rise, raise us up with him and together we will all be brought into his presence. Then verse 15, he says, yes, all things work, look at this, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will be spread more and more to people, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. And so, so in other words, you are a vessel, and how you deal with disappointments and setbacks matters. Matter of fact, I'd go as far as to say it's about your witness. It's about your testimony. It's about what you really believe. Because, I mean, you can, guys, you know what it's like to say I believe something and I believe it and I believe it and I believe it. But then when the stuff hits the fan, it's hard sometimes to walk in what you believe. But that's where the testing is. Is that when you face trials and, and disappointments and setbacks, it's, it, the Bible's trying to get us to see that how you face those is a testimony to the world around you. And all you have to do is do the next right thing. That's all it says. Just just do it. And I know that's not easy. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And then watch this in verse 16. He says, so, so, so no wonder we don't give up. Let me say that again. So no wonder we don't give up. Well, why would we give up? When this is true, why would we give up? Why would we let it take us down? Now, you might need to lick your wounds a few times and lick it, you know, do what you gotta do. But you, you don't mourn forever. I wish like in the old days, you know, that you would have a period of mourning. It would be a set standard. You get 30 days and then it's done, Right? Sometimes what we do in our culture is we just mourn forever. We mourn forever. And all we do is focus on our circumstance and our situation. And God is saying to us, don't give up. Get your eyes off of that and get them on me. Look at this. Look at this. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is being renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond our 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 uh, comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on but it's on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is in the realm of eternity. I'd stop there. I mean, that's so powerful. So powerful. We have to see this because see, our spirit is being renewed through these difficulties. Did you see that? Your spirit is actually being renewed if you let it through these difficulties. But this is one thing I know that these setbacks won't last forever, but sometimes they do last for a lifetime. And some of us have been fighting the battle for a really long time. And we don't know what, why, and I don't understand why I have this or that. But I tell you this, God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is in right in the middle of it. And it may last for a long time, but it won't last for eternity. It won't last for eternity. And so so we all know that we're going to have setbacks. The Bible is very clear about that. Number two, that we have to see, Paul gives us the key in verse 18 of this Second Corinthians. He says our focus really does matter. The things we focus on really does matter. See, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, listen to this. So we, don't, we, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. See this? We don't look at the troubles. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And so what he's trying to get us to see is he's asking us to take a check. He's saying, okay, I know things are hard. I know things are difficult. I know you got to have that surgery. I know you got to go through that pain. And I know you got to go through this and this and this. And he's saying, hey, 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 I get it. That's what you're looking at. That's what you see. But will you look at me? Will you look at me? Will you fix your gaze? Will you fix your gaze on the one that can help you? I'm the one that can, can come in and do something in that situation. Will you fix your gaze? And so here's the question I have for all of us today is where's your focus? Where's your focus today? Where is it? What's it on today? What are you looking at? What are you obsessing about right now that's ruining you? What are you so worried and anxious about that's stealing all of the joy that God wants to give you? What is it? What is it that you're looking at? I'm just telling you today, stop looking at it. I know you're like, well, thanks, Pastor. That's easier said than done. I know. I know. But somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to say, guys, we've got to get our focus right. We've got to get our eyes fixed on the one that can help us. And this is what I had to ask myself. Here's just a few questions I asked myself as I was dealing with the, the new surgery coming this Friday. Amen. As I had to check my attitude. I I mean, on a daily basis, I had to check my attitude. I had to say, Lord, will you search my attitude? Because right now, I'm not real happy about this. I'm I'm disappointed. And and let me say this. As a believer, you can be disappointed. But you can't ever be discouraged. Why? Because we win. Because in God, we are overcomers. We don't allow those things to... I think discouragement is like something that gets on you. You know what I mean? It grabs hold of you. It wants to take you down. It's like this nasty tar that you can't even get off your body. And so we want to make sure that we reject those things. So so check your attitude. How are you acting towards people? You're going through hard times? Are you being mean? Are you being ornery with people? Are you being short? Come on. That's how I get. When I get frustrated, I get short. I get short with people i got to check my attitude. This is another thing i figured out is that I need margin in order to respond well. I need margin in order to respond well. Because if I don't have some margin in my life where I can have some space with God for him to help me on my heart, then what's going to happen is when I get in the fight, when I get in the fire, there are going to be some things that come out of me that I don't want to come out of me because I don't have the margin. You see what I'm getting at? And so someone said to me the other day, they said, uh, you need to have enough margin to deal with the haters. Huh? Do we have problems with haters today? This is what the Lord told me. He said, do you have problems with haters? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh yeah, we got lots of haters. And he said, just don't be one. Let me say that again. (laughs) Don't be one. If we've got problems with haters, let's just stop doing it. And but I need margin to be able to say to that hater, "Hey, I don't know what's going on in your heart, but God bless you." <laughs> right? I don't know. Here, here, here's the next one. How's your worship? How's your worship? When you're going through the difficulties, when you're going through the challenges, how's your worship? How's that lining up? Are you spending time with God? Because see, this is what I've figured out about disappointments and setbacks. It's our situations and our circumstances are these opportunities for greater fellowship with the Father. Did you know that? That when you go through these challenges, it's it's there to force us to a place of intimacy with God. And as we get closer to the Lord, the Lord begins to renew us and help us even when we're struggling. Listen to this. I love this in Psalm 51, 22. This is in the message, but listen to what he says. He says, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. Do you have troubles? Do you have troubles today? God says, pile them on my shoulders, not your shoulders, because you can't hold up the weight of the world. God can He says, so so pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple and ruin. That's a promise for you today. Let those difficulties drive you to the very presence of God and the heart of God and watch Him renew you. Watch him begin to lift your spirit up, even though your body is dying and suffering and the difficulties in life are so great. Watch God build your spirit. Huh? We will have setbacks. Our focus does matter. And then finally, I'll end with this. God promises to be with you. Mic drop. He's with you. He's not going to leave you, forsake you. All right, I'm going to run through some scriptures real quick, so tune in. Stay with me. I I did this research for you people. You need to hear these scriptures. They're going to help you. God promises to be with you. Joshua 1.9. He says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you. And let me tell you, the Israelites were facing some difficulties. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Deuteronomy 31, six: be strong and courageous. You notice a theme. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, come on. He's the mighty warrior who saves. He's coming for you. Matthew 28, 20. Teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. He's not leaving us. Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you or forsake you. Are we getting the point? God is with you. Whatever you're going through, he's with you. That's the uniqueness of Christianity. That God doesn't say, I'm going to take all the bad things away. But as you go through them, I'm going to be with you. And as I'm with you, I'm going to build these things into you. Because suffering happens and there's this purpose that can come out of it. The purpose is that God wants to build in you the character and nature of God and you don't get that without some work. Right, listen to this. Faith isn't just being faithful. Stick with me. Faith is not just be about being faithful. It's also about trusting in God's faithfulness. Because we think that it's all my side. I'm going to have faith and it because I have faith I need to be faithful to the things of God, right? But what happens is we forget that he's the one that we're looking to. He's the one that he can be trusted. He's the one that is always faithful. I mean, think about this, people. Have you ever heard of a guy named Job? That guy lost everything. Talk about some setbacks. Holy moly. I guarantee you, I feel like I would have just laid down and said, kill me, which I think he did. (laughs) Please, Lord. Yeah, have you ever been there? You just wanted to give up? Job, he wanted to give up. He lost everything. All the setbacks you can think of he had. How about Nehemiah? Nehemiah had all kinds of setbacks in his work. He was called by God to build a wall and this guy had to have a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. He had to fight people off that were coming after him. Naysayers, people that were saying the vision was impossible. They wanted to kill him. They were talking to the king about him. And he's sitting there having to do both of these things at the same time. All kinds of setbacks. Maybe you have setbacks in your life all over the place. Maybe you have them in work. Paul, for example, he had all kinds of ministry setbacks. You just read his life, and it was constantly God redirecting him, taking him here, taking him there. Oh, go to this town so you can get your butt whooped. Hey, go to this town so you can get whipped again. Hey, go to this town and have some fun in that jail cell. You know what I mean? It's like, talk about ministry setbacks. And then there's a guy named Joseph. Ever heard of Joseph? Talk about a guy that had some relational setbacks. I mean, his brother sold him into slavery. And then they came looking for food. (laughs) He was like, (laughs) he's in slavery in Egypt. He's in prison. He's he's been falsely accused. You ever been falsely accused? You, You ever had that setback? And then I love this. In Genesis 50, 20, he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. Perhaps you're in the position you're in right now so that you can save the lives of many people by your testimony to God's faithfulness as you suffer through the difficulties that you're facing. Come on. It's preparation. It's purposeful. I love that about our God, that he takes the evil of this world He takes the sin and the brokenness of this world, the ashes of this world, and he brings beautiful things from it. That's what I love about God. I love Christianity because we have an answer to suffering. We don't say it's just going to go away or just ignore it or put your head in the sand. We say, no, 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 it's real. It's real, but God is with you and he's building in you the character and nature of God right now. Get up. We don't give up because God is faithful. Even when I'm unfaithful, God is faithful. God is always faithful. I need to trust in God's faithfulness. See, the ultimate example of setbacks, guys. Here it is. You you with me? The ultimate example of setbacks. Matter of fact, I would say that the disciples saw through this lens, and I guarantee you they were disappointed. The ultimate example of setback was, when Jesus was crucified. But they didn't see properly. They didn't see it properly. All they saw was the loss. All they saw was what was in front of them. All they saw that the teacher was going to be murdered. And imagine that. Put yourself in that spot. I mean, I suspect you care about me, right? Some of you. Imagine if, if, like, literally, people show up and want to crucify me out in the parking lot. What would you do about that? I'd call security at least. (laughs) I mean, geez. But you see my point? Imagine that disappointment. Imagine if that's what I say. Hey, guys, leave them alone. They're supposed to do this for me. I'm supposed to go through this. it, it Just blow your mind. But see, here's the thing. It was a perceived setback but it was really a step forward. It was a perceived setback, but it was a step forward towards the things that God had purposed. See, we don't always see everything. We don't always receive everything correctly because sometimes what we don't see is that these setbacks can really be step forwards. And so here's the thing I know, that on Friday, I have round two. Round two. And here's the good news, is that I know it's a 15-round fight, and in the end, I win. Get that. It's round two, but I got 15 rounds. And I don't know how long those 15 rounds are going to go, but the good news is, is that I get to win regardless. See, your setbacks can really be a step forward. Get your focus off of the circumstances and get them on God. Because see, your setbacks can be a step forward. You with me? It's about seeing things. Shake off that disappointment. Just shake it off. Just like I me get off. I'm going to focus on you today, God. I see you and only you, I fix my eyes on you. I trust you because you're consistent. You're always and forever faithful. I can, I never will doubt that lie. I know you're faithful because see your setbacks can be a step forward. No matter what you're going through, your setbacks can be a step forward because see God's, God is always a step forward. I like that. See, I'm not gonna let the devil steal, kill, and destroy my peace. I'm not going to let the devil steal, kill, and destroy my hope. I'm not going to let the devil steal, kill, and destroy all that God wants to give me. I'm not going to let the devil kill, steal, and destroy my joy. So let's see, my joy is found in Jesus. It's not found in my circumstances. It's found in my Lord who is more than able. I'm not going to allow the, 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 the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy my future. I've got a few more rounds in me and the thing I'm going to do in those rounds is I'm going to get my eyes on Jesus and I'm not going to let the enemy steal everything that God wants to give me. You may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death today. You may be walking through that valley, but you don't need to fear. You're a child of God. You're a son and daughter of the most high God. Come on, you're, 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 you're blood bought You're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb, right? And the words of your testimony. And today my testimony is that God is faithful, that God is faithful and he'll always be faithful. (laughs) As they say, you may be going through hell right now, but just keep on walking because heaven's on the other side. Just keep on walking. Get your eyes fixed on the right place because see your setbacks can be a step forward. That deserves a 30-second praise break, I think. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, God, that our setbacks can be stepped forwards in you. Will you pray with me? God, I know that there are people in this room right now that are suffering. They see down a dark hallway and they don't see the light. And if we live long enough, we know we're going to experience these days. But God, I pray right now that you would break into their space and time, that the light of God would come into that dark room. And wherever the light of God is, the darkness has to flee. Darkness can't exist in the light. And so right now, God, I I wanna pray for each person in here that's struggling. Lord, I just pray right now for breakthrough in this room. God, for people that are struggling, they're hurting, they've been facing trials and tribulations, difficulties and disappointments, setbacks, Lord, I pray right now that you would become so vivid to them, like a painting, a beautiful painting, God, that is so vivid that they just can't take their eyes off of you. See him. See his hands and his feet. And the blood in his head. See it. Because it says in the Bible that it's by his wounds that we're healed. And so right now, God, I pray for healing in this room. I pray for healing in this room for anybody that needs it today. God, I pray for notable miracles in this room, Father. I believe in faith for great things to begin to break loose. We believe for healing today, God. We trust you even when things seem difficult. I do want to ask you today, if you're here and you've never entered into a relationship with Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says that if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who He says He is, that He will come in and He will save you and He will set you free. I want to offer that to you today. The Bible says if you'll just put your faith in Him, if you'll believe, if you'll believe, There's no reason for you to leave this room and not know that that's secured, that your relationship with Jesus is secured so you can spend eternity with God forever. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just wanna give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. I wanna pray for you and so on the count of three, if you wouldn't mind maybe just lifting your hand up as a way to acknowledge that. I'm gonna to count to three and I wanna be able to pray specifically for you. I'm not gonna point you out or anything like that. I just I just want to be able to pray for you. And so, right now, on the count of three, if that's you, if you're like, man, I got to get this right today. On the count of three, one, two, three. Go ahead. Lift your hand up. Do it. Good. Good. Good job. Good job. Anybody else? Don't wait. Today's your day. You don't even know if you have another day. Come on. All right. All right, church everybody's going to pray together, okay? We're gonna, nobody's praying alone in here, and so we're all going to pray together this prayer. And so if you raised your hand, I'd love for you to repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, I need you. I know my sin has separated me from you. I need a Savior. Will you save me today? Will you be Lord of my life? Change me from the inside out. I choose this day to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.